Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Over the years, uh, one of the things that I've been asked the most, uh, not only in the healing codes, but before that for years in, in private practice counseling and therapy, and then even before that uh, in uh, when I did full-time ministry, is I just don't know what to do. You know, people will share that they're in a crisis time or they're just apathetic in their life. You know, it's just ho-hum, humdrum, nothing seems to make much difference. Um, they feel stuck, they feel panicked, they feel like they're right in the middle of a trauma. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a hundred different circumstances. But the question would be, how do I figure out the right thing to do now? And uh, because I think, okay, you know, uh, a lot of people say, you know, it's sort of like Fiddler on the Roof with Tevye. On the one hand, <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, I, I love that play, by the way, and movie. Um, and I want to share something with you that uh, that occurred to me uh, many, many years ago when I, I was continually asked this question, and it started, uh, I was being asked the question by teenagers, and that's, that's what I did in ministry, is I tried to help teenagers who were struggling in their life. And... Um, and, and what I'm about to share with you over the next few minutes um, it has really been a blessing to me in trying to help people determine the answer to that question, which is, okay, whatever my circumstances is, whatever my circumstance is right now, what is the, the best next thing for me to do? How do I determine that? All right, that's what... That's what I want to share with you today. And, and if you'll make a couple of notes, uh, you can use this little simple technique for the rest of your life. You can share it with your family members. If you have people at work that are struggling with deciding what to do, you can share it with them. And I've found it to be very accurate and, and very effective and many times create kind of an instant aha 
And to me, the definition of, of an aha is when something so significantly changes in your beliefs and attitudes that it creates a positive domino effect. So, in other words, things can go 180 degrees for the rest of your life based on a really significant aha. It can be an instant positive shift where you don't have to apply a lot of sweat and toil and blood. You don't have to use mental gymnastics. It's it, a new paradigm is is all of a sudden programmed in and the old one is gone. And and it, it can seem almost miraculous sometimes from, from that perspective. Okay, here it is. I need you to use your imagination a little bit today. And um, so I want you, I'm going to describe a scenario, and I'd like you, uh, you can still make notes while I'm talking, but when I'm finished talking, I'm going to give you like 30 seconds or so uh, where we'll be silent, and I'll give you an opportunity to do this right here live on the call, um, because I want you to experience what happens. When, when you try this, I don't want this to be an intellectual thing today where you say, oh, that's interesting, and then you never really try it, okay? So we're going to try it right now. But, but first, I want you to visualize a scenario, okay? Uh, it's, it's today, it's present time, okay? And you're bebopping along in your life wherever you happen to be. You know, some things are good, some things are not so good. Uh, you have some hopes in the future, maybe, some regrets from the past. You know, that's, those things are true for most of us. Uh, but you are where you are in your life right now. And all of a sudden, you have a severe stabbing pain that is very out of the ordinary, it doubles you over, it stops you in your tracks, you hit your knees, it jolts you to your core. And your thought is, something is wrong. Okay? This is not just some little ache or pain or something that goes away, you know. This is different. Something is wrong. So you go to your... A medical doctor, and they run tests, and the doctor comes back, and he says, um, yes, something is terribly wrong, and you have three months to live, and for the next three months, you're going to experience pretty much perfect health, but at the end of three months, you're going to die. Okay? So my question is, what are you going to do for the next three months? Are you going to do the same thing you've been doing? Or are you going to do something different? What are you going to do this afternoon? What are you going to do in the morning? Okay? 
Now, let me put it one other way. I've, over the years, I've thought of two ways to frame this, and, and people's responses seem to be a little bit different to these two ways. So here's the second way, okay? Let's say that Aladdin's genie comes out. You've, you've had the stabbing pain. Okay, that part of the two visions is the same. You've had the stabbing pain that doubled you over. You knew you know something's wrong. You go to the medical doctor. He tells you you've got three months to live. All right? All of that's the same. Here's how it's different. You come back home, and Aladdin's genie appears to you, or if you would prefer, an angel appears to you, all right? And at first you think you're nuts, but then you realize, no, this is one of those one-time spiritual things that, that is, is totally real but hardly ever happens. And the angel or Aladdin's genie tells you this, okay? As long as you are doing what you believe is the absolute right and best thing for you to be doing, I will allow you to live indefinitely. As soon as you quit doing that, the stabbing pain will come back and you will die. Now, I'm not talking about one mess up, okay, or even two, or even a day, or two, or three. But if you quit doing what you believe you should be doing habitually, it will come back and you will die. Okay? And that's it. So my question is, what would be your response to either one or both of those imaginations? Okay? So I'm going to be quiet for about the next 60 seconds. And I'd like you to think about those two possible scenarios. Maybe right now just pick the one that more resonates with you and just do that one. Later you can try the other one. Um, but, I, but I'd like you to really experience that. Imagine that situation actually happening. What would be your response? What would you do? Would you, would you take the genie or the angel up on their offer? Or would you not? If you did take them up on the offer, what do you start doing? What do you start doing that you've not been doing? What do you change? All right? I'm going to be quiet. I'll be back in 60 seconds.
Okay. Thank you. Over the years, as I've asked people to envision those scenarios, um, I've had one or two people who replied to me, um, yeah, I, I know what I should do. I know what I believe is the right thing for me to do. But even in that scenario, I don't think I can do it. Okay, I've had one or two people tell me that over probably 20 years. I've had one or two people tell me that they would rather go ahead and die. Okay, and that and that certainly tells, shows you how much pain that person would be in to, to say that. But virtually everyone else, and, and it's probably a few hundred people, mostly one-on-one, Virtually every other person that I've gone through this exercise with has told me if that truly happened, yes, you're right. I have five, six, eight, ten things that immediately come to mind that I would start doing, that I believe would be the most important things for me to do with that time I had left. Or in the genie case or angel case, um, the things that I should be doing day in, day out, that I've not been doing day in, day out. And and one interesting thing, I had one person tell me, and, and after they told me, I started asking others too, and they agreed. Um, one person said, I would do the things I've been complaining about not being able to do for years. Now think about that. I would... Start doing the things I've been complaining about not being able to do for years. And, and, and many people, just after doing this exercise, would start doing those things. They, they, they didn't have the stabbing pain. Their life, they were not going to die in three months. But, but the difference in perspective from looking at it in this way, caused their beliefs to change, and all of a sudden, there's no more complaining. There's no more excuses. It's doggone it. I'm doing it. I don't care if it's hard. I don't care if it's not convenient. I don't care if the whole world's against me. I'm doing it. Um, Stephen Covey, in his landmark book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, uh, calls this, idea of the tyranny of the urgent, that so often we get into a vicious cycle in our lives, and I think he would say most people get into a vicious cycle in their lives, where they're spending the great majority of their time putting out fires of urgent things, and they never get to the really important things. And the things that are most important are the really important things. The urgent things are like, you know, the deadlines at work and uh, the economy and finances and stuff like that. The really important things are about people and healing and beauty and life and love and truth. Those are the really important things. And so many times, according to Dr. Kobe, and I completely agree with him, we 
because of all these excuses related to the urgent, don't do the things that are important. And those are the things, they're the only things that will truly bring us what we want, which is wonderful relationships, love, joy, peace, health. You know, if we, if we constantly give attention only to the urgent, then we end up 10, 20, 30 years down the road with all these regrets and, and, and what was that all about and I wish I had time to go do it differently and that sort of thing, all right? So uh, what I'm asking you to do this week is to go sit under your tree, and of course that's met- metaphorical, um, whatever is your quiet, meditative, prayerful place, even if that's taking a walk in the woods or whatever, to go sit under your tree and to go through, take some time, take 10, 20, 30, 45 minutes and go through these two imaginations that I've just given you and really immerse yourself in it and say, okay, I've been given three months to live. If if that happened and and my health is not going to be an issue for those three months, I'm going to feel good, I can do anything I need to do, what do I do differently than what I'm doing now? And then the angel or genie one, if I'm, if I'm told, okay, I'm going to give you more life if you will use it to do what you believe you should be doing. All right, here's a magical thing about this. Uh, all of you have probably heard me talk about stress or you've read it in the Healing Code book or the manual or in another spiritual law or something like that. Um, but you know that virtually every problem comes from stress. Well, where does stress come from? Well, it comes from our, our programming, but it, one of the big places it comes from is internal conflict. When we are in conflict with ourselves. In other words, when we're in conflict between what we're doing and what we believe we should be doing. That creates massive stress inside us. So, so here's another way I want you to think about this, okay? If you have not had the stabbing pain yet, and I haven't in my life, I'm sure one of the things you would say if I ask you is that you hope you never have that stabbing pain, all right? Well, you know, you know what? You know what I believe? You know what I believe science is proving every single day is that if you eliminate that internal conflict, you may have just ensured that you will never have that stabbing pain because that's where a great deal of your stress comes from. If you have already had the stabbing pain and you're in that, you know, my life is kind of on the line right now or my life is in, is in poor health or, or, or whatever right now, well, the same thing applies. If you can eliminate that internal conflict, that maybe is where that came from, what created that, the internal source that created that. According to Dr. Bruce Lipton at Stanford Medical School and Dr. John Sarno at Harvard and NYU and and many, many others, there is a great chance that the stabbing pain will go away. That when you resolve that internal conflict between what you should be doing and what you are doing, 
massive stress goes away, your immune system comes up and starts healing whatever needs to be healed. Um, one of the differences to me, you know, when you ask yourself these questions in the imagination, um, one of the things that occurs to me is why are you not already doing it without having to do any imaginations, without having to have the stabbing pain and the doctor tell you, you know, you're in trouble? How come you're not already doing it? Well, I think there's one big reason, and it's the word time, T-I-M-E, time, or our perception of time. You're not doing what you believe you should be because you think you've got time. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. You know, I'd rather sit and watch the, what we call at our house, stupid TV for four hours a day or gratify myself on, uh, you know, looking at things on the computer that I shouldn't be looking at, or with food, or, you know, a hundred other things. You know, I'll go ahead and, and do the instant gratification now, and I'll do the important, th- or the urgent things now, as Dr. Kobe would say, and I'll do the important stuff later. Only later never comes, because when I get to tomorrow, I want the gratification then, too. I always want the gratification in the present moment. And so I end up putting it off again. Um, Here's what I challenge you. I challenge you to dare to do the thing you believe you should be doing now as a test, as a test. And see what happens. And in my experience, what will happen is you will feel exhilarated. You will feel a sense of freedom, a sense of peace. Now, this is doing it consistently for a period of time. Say, okay, 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 I get you, Lloyd. You can be quiet now. I I will try it for three months doing what I believe I should be doing, no excuses. And we know the excuses aren't legitimate if when you do the imagination you would say, yes, I would do it under those circumstances. I would do it. In spite, you know, like like my client said, I would start doing the thing I've been complaining about not being able to do all those years. In that situation, I know I would, Okay. In my experience, if you will try it as a test for a, for, a, for a fair period of time, you will wonder at the end of that time, why didn't I do that years ago? <laughs> that wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be. I feel so much better. I feel alive. I feel like things are moving in a positive direction. Well, the reason you didn't do it was fear. Fear, okay? Now, the first reason is time. The second reason that you don't do it today, because you put it off yesterday, right, and said, I'll do it today. The reason you don't do it today is also because of time, but add fear. Fear of what? Fear related to the results. 
They may not, it may not work. I may not be able to do it. It may not be as good as I think. Fear of failure, fear of success, but all related to results. Fear related to results. In other words, if I do it, okay, then what's the results of that or, or not the results of that? Okay? Here's what you gotta do. You have to internally sacrifice the external results. Let me say that again. You have to internally, that means in your own heart, mind, spirit, soul, belief system, you have to sacrifice the end result of what you're doing. Okay? I may get rich. I may not. Uh, that person may really like me, or maybe they won't. My health issue may go away, or it may not. But right here today, on this day in January 2012, I am sacrificing, I am laying down, and I, w I would even have a ritual ceremony that, that you come up with to... Stamp that from this moment on, I am sacrificing the end results. And I am going to do what I believe I should be doing in the present moment anyway. That's the point. The point is not the end results. The point is doing what you sh believe you should be doing in the present moment. The thing that keeps us from doing it is fear related to the, exter uh, related to the results. Fear related to the results. It may not be what I think it'd be. It may not be what I want it to be. It may be what I think it would be, and then how's that going to change my life? I've gotten used to sitting on the couch for four hours every night. What will be expected of me if, if, if it's successful, okay? You have to sacrifice the end results. I give them up. Let the chips fall where they may, however you want to say that. But doggone it, I am not going to let another day go by without doing what I believe I should be doing in the present moment. How do I know what that is? Go through the two imaginations. And I believe it. you will know. At least that's been my experience working with people. Um, this, this particular... Spiritual law of nature is one that's very dear to me because it's one that I learned on myself. Okay? I was the procrastinator. I was the one who was not doing what I believed I should be doing. And my life was absolutely in the toilet. And that's when my wife kicked me out of the house, said, I can't stand to live with you anymore. She was exactly right. If I'd, if I'd had to live with me, I don't think I could have done it either, it, you know. And to me, it was, it was about time, I'll do it tomorrow, and fear related to the results. I was afraid that I would fail, that if I did my best, I would fail. And so if I didn't even try, I could always think at least to myself, well, I would have been successful if I'd really tried. 
and and that and that's a lot safer and feels better than if I try and fail. But you see, the trying and failing is related to the end results. That's the problem. If you if you give up the end results, that's not my gig. That's God's. Let the chips fall where they may. I'm not about the end results. I'm about doing what I believe is right for me right now in the present moment. And that is success for me. That is the success, not the end result. Well, in that way, you see the magic? I can't fail. Well, when I can't fail... All the, st- all the stress and pressure goes away. All the stress and pressure was related to the end result. When I give that up, I'm free. And then when I start doing what I believe I should be doing, a month, two months, three months, six months, a year down the road, it's different for every person. For me, it was pretty quick. It was about six weeks for me. I was totally changed. And I thought, how in the world did I ever live that way? And I will never do it again. And I haven't. And thank God for that. So, how to know exactly the right thing for you at any given moment. Use those two imaginations, visualizations. Share them with whoever you like. But most importantly... Go sit under your tree this week and do them yourself. And and if you still believe I can't do it, you need to go visualize again. You need to you need to wallow in it, experience it until it touches your heart and you feel a shift. Okay? And in my experience, it will always happen. So if it hasn't happened yet, do it longer until you have the shift.